everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by you, patrons. Patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. Oh, wait, this is just a regular episode. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And I'm Amy. And uh, so, Boucherode Online, BRO, Rumble. It was on the internet. <clears throat> That was yep. on the internet over the yeah. weekend, and I did not see most of it. And I feel bad. Neither did I. I didn't <laughs> I, even. I didn't even I look at proof cord for like results or anything because I'm such a great host. I, I, I the vods will be up soon, TM. Yeah, I watched some of it because uh, you know they have to watch them first to make sure that like there's nothing unlicensed that would get them in trouble if they uploaded it. <laughs> right, and that or, or like the one guy who's like, "Is that a penis in the top right corner?" Yeah, of the the shot. What, yeah, what, you know, what is that doing there? It's like the one guy who likes to play with his dick out or whatever. Oh God! <laughs> no, dude, I played against so a guy once. I played against a guy once who, like, you know, you know, it wasn't like suggestive. It was like relatively normal for just chilling out. But we, but we were about to be on stream, so they had to, they had to make him like shift positions or whatever, because like his. He was playing like on his bed, right? Because he didn't have yeah. a desk or whatever. So his mat yeah. was like laid out, was laid out like like this, and then and then he was just sitting, he was just sitting out, he was just sitting splayed, <laughs> so oh that he could God. play the game. <laughs> so oh, they so had you, to make him move. You just saw junk the whole time. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Tables are too difficult to come by. When when they did the uh, the card fight con invitational, I uh, like I was over at my mom's place. So the entire time you could just hear like the, the shot was on like the table, but you could just hear her talking around and not getting the concept of I'm doing a thing. Please leave me alone. So she would just be like asking questions and stuff. I don't know if they have the VODs up for that, but uh, <laughs> there was a part where I moved outside out of frustration. Outside. outside. <laughs> We're taking this remote fight on the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The second you're trying to do something is when everyone else wants to talk around you. Not even yeah. to you, just around you. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like uh, whenever someone calls my desk phone, that's when five other people decide to call my desk phone. It's never like one, two, three, four, five. It's five. All at, yeah. just all at once. Yeah. And yeah. you figure out how to deal with it. Enjoy. So this was premium format uh, this weekend. And in terms of like who won and uh, you know what decks were in the top eight, uh, luckily, I have saved the infographics on uh, on Twitter, so we, we we can just kind of tell you them real quick. But otherwise, like every other big Vanguard YouTuber has said something by now about. Yeah, I want to take I want to take a look at the. Um, so you might have noticed that while a lot of the lists for like the same archetypes of decks were very different over yeah. the weekend. Um, there's one Nightmare Doll list that was played several times because uh, WCC came up with it and they just shared the list amongst themselves. Yeah, I remember a different fight saying that in his video about like the the top fours of all the places. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, in scrolling down, um, and I, I think it was uh, Asia Oceana, like Pale Moon got the win, and then. Oh, wait. Okay, so Asia Oceana top two were uh, Nightmare Dolls and Shadow Paladin. In North America, top two was uh, Nightmare mm -hmm. Dolls and Regalia, Genesis. And then in Europe, it was Shadow Paladin and 
Narukami. Eradicator specifically. <laughs> Why? Just because Genesis? Yes. But yeah, I I, I want to talk about the Nightmare Doll list um, out of spite because uh, I know somebody who was like, oh, Nightmare Dolls are just worse Hari. And that is the uh, coldest take I've heard in years. I have Nightmare Dolls. I'm holding them. Uh, they're, they're great. They're great. They're they're very good. Uh, now, um, not, you know, Matt was saying that the 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 ban list hit with Periton versus Harry versus like Pale Moon's dead. Come on. Well, virtually every list I saw prior to this event was really bad. Like the list people were playing before were just not good. Yeah, you're like, you're right. The there were some got, like garbage lists. Even the <laughs> one that got second, first. even the one that uh, I think uh, Derek Dow played in Different Fights event that got second was like really low on engine. Like it was yeah, the, the like, Derek Dow list was cope. The Derek Dow list was very much cope. Um, like he tried list, he tried his best though. <laughs> it's because he's a good. Every, every list then was like actively pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like to say that like oh I knew when like every list like you were presented with was just not good, and then like yeah. you didn't have a list but you said it was good is like not like valuable information right mm-hmm. and it's like ev- like everyone being like oh i was right the whole time when like a list that like didn't play either of the restricted cards right mm-hmm. was like the one that was people that was people were going after that was a lot of the th- that was I-, I think possibly a lot was its matchup in the grand blue was pretty important too right now that's uh, fair i'm i'm dunking on a specific person who is a hardy player and was like hardy is the best deck Actually, it's not the best deck. What do you mean, Pigeon's Broken? Stop telling me Pigeon's Broken. <laughs> and so he, he's in the Pantheon with 12 attack Pale Moon guy now. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. He's, he's the 12 deck. attack Pale Moon guy. But like, I, I'm, willing, I'm willing to be wrong, but I'm also not willing to let people pretend that they knew, like, they, they knew this deck existed when they did not. So I didn't know this list existed, right? But I yeah. knew that, like, Nightmare Doll still had, like, hella potential. They they were definitely the best of all the archetypes, even bef- even before the list was figured out for sure. Mm-hmm. But they like I like I wouldn't have come up with this exact list. I wouldn't have been able to play it to its fullest potential. Now, um, I, I've been playing with Nightmare Dolls like since we got those uh, like like those newer ones, like uh, this gal, where she lets you mm-hmm. kill herself in end phase to get a grade three from Soul in the Hand and counter charge one. So that allows yeah, this you one's, not only- um. That allows you not only to like get your ride if you happen to get this early, but also allows you to get heal guardians because your heal guardian is a nightmare. Is doll. a grade three nightmare <laughs> doll, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one thing that I wasn't playing that I saw that they were playing that I think made a difference was uh, Rollick, which uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about Rollick for a while because uh, um, I've seen some like Rollick dissenters, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're wrong. Um, I've seen some people say, well, with the space that you're using to play Rollick, you could just play um, further consistency cards, or not further consistency cards, but like more more combo pieces. But the thing is, you're not going to get far enough to do your combo if you're not playing Rollick, because people know at this point that you can rush Pale Moon down, and then they will yeah. die. <laughs> so it wasn't just that. It was also the unique ability of uh, Nightmare Doll Carol, who uh, is the grade three that when uh, uh, was it any rear guard grade three rear guard is put in your when soul. any grade three rear guard is yeah. the soul you can ride you any can. workeroid from your soul Not yeah the you, grade you two ride. or grade one work exactly so you can there's they're in a unique position to be 
like a, a rush turn three. And then on Carol's effect, you can ride back down to, to grade two, which then A, allows Rollick to be live again, and B, prevents the opponent from striding on their turn three, turn four total of the game. By the way, Aquaforce fans take notes because uh, Rollick might be a Rollick might be a huge win for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's with Thavas. I think somebody did that yeah. in in one of the places, right? Because uh, Thavas can ride Lambros from deck, and then at end phase you ride a grade three from Soul. But if there's no grade three to ride, you ride anything. So if you Soul Blast your Thavas out, there you go. Ride your grade two. From then you Soul. ride a grade two. But um, I want to I I want to talk about the list in so much detail because uh, I actually got the chance to play against it. I played against Weirab. <laughs> oh, do tell. Yeah, so I played against Weirab. Uh, there was um, there was a, about a four turn bout of me on Wonderazel, him on Marissa, um, and we were just going like, okay, poke Vanguard or poke Rearguard. Uh, really, really scared of riding up and giving the other person first stride because we knew that whoever strode first would just blow the other one out. <laughs> yeah. Except, um, except, uh, I did get first stride, but I didn't see my uh, a heal for a G guard, so I couldn't ultimate stride, and that cost me the game. <laughs> Ooh, damn. And you were using golds, right? Yeah, I was on. I was on as. Okay. So wait, if um, you were. If you were afraid of like riding up, for, you didn't get the like ride skip thing, and then you could. Um, no, I had the I had the ride skip the superior ride combo, and I went skip. Oh. If I did ride up, he would just ride first. Gotcha. Um, another interesting the about the tournament right is that it was open deck list, so uh, that's another aspect of deck list that I want to talk about is that they're playing uh, the board, right. And Formido is one of Nightmare Doll's few ways of, like, killing cards. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it can just make your opponent put cards in the soul. So if you look at your opponent's list and they're on and you don't see a Formido, you know that you can, say, commit a Honolly early in the game and not have to worry about that Honolly going anywhere. About that. Um, so Formido, first off, retires for every open, uh, like circle or, that they have the, okay don't they have, chelsea, person, right? don't they have chelsea to get rid of honolly that's what i was gonna say um chelsea. chelsea can too chelsea can too but like um uh it's like it's one less way that they have to do it yeah i mean you you would have to draw into or like get the chelsea off the top seven with uh your great team which they will eventually you're they're yeah. gonna see chelsea in the game but like formido is something that they're pretty much always just gonna have you know yeah it, it, it's uh, accessible at a moment's notice if they have the second copy the wcc list only had uh two chelsea right i think so that's what most people i've been seeing have played like before and now after it, it, chelsea is like an ancillary uh thing like she's a backup right if you don't see carol because she can at least like call a board off of it um mm -hmm. at, but the main purpose is to be that honolly removal um because the one I clicked is... on, the one I clicked on to get the list was Kevin Cho's, and they were yeah. running. Uh, Kevin Kevin Cho was on like one more uh, Chelsea. I think he cut. Okay. I think he cut in um in Elin for that third Chelsea. Okay. But like the point is, they're they're not on full places of Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. No, you're definitely not. Carol is your most important ride, 
Alice is your most important rear guard. Chelsea is just kind of there. Chelsea is uh, just like spice. I need yeah. to get rid of the Honolly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, you got to you got to get rid of the Honolly. If there's any deck that like with G guards or whatever, it can like play the Honolly mid battle phase. You can make it harder for the nightmare doll player because usually it involves setting up the board beforehand and there's a little bit like adapting on the fly but like i've seen decks where they will call the hanali mid battle phase and then i have to stop what i'm doing to get chelsea out mm -hmm. to then get rid of it or if they time it exactly correctly just shut off my turn oh you know what i hate about like grand blue doing negrily for hanali is hanali says fifth battle or more of the turn. Yeah. So, like, you can call the Hanali on attack four. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. If it shows up on, like, attack five it. or more, then fine. Sucks for you. Um, but uh, I, I'm glad it, uh, like, what, like, the amount of diversity we saw just in top eights overall. Like, uh, Europe had two shadows, a Nova Grappler, a Deep Police, a Grand Blue, a Pale Moon, a Narakami, and Dark Irregulars, um, which is probably the most diverse that we saw. Um, oh wait, I figured out what they cut for the third Chelsea. It was a uh, Comicality Chimera. <laughs> oh, okay. So get rid of a Counter Charge then. Um, yeah. So they so they traded off a Counter Charge to kill Honolies more often. Makes sense. And then in. Uh, North America, it was four Grand Blue, one Genesis, Pale Moon, Shadows, and OTT. And Asia Oceana was three Pale Moon, two Bermuda, one Narutami, one Aquaforce, one Shadow Paladin. And that's not even like all of the decks that are good in the format, you know? Like, that's how crazy this is. In fact, one of them was DI, which is not a deck that's good in the format. <laughs> like, DI is fine, but like, you got to get a little lucky. Yeah. Um, so you you entered with a gold paladin. Yeah, I entered uh, with um, I entered with an Ezel list that um, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I was on the wrong track. I was on the wrong track, and then I talked to Zistral, <laughs> and Zistral sorted me out. Um, so my early versions of the list, uh, right after the ban list dropped, were like, okay, I'm on Ezel, I'm on Percival, and then I and then in my brain I went. Okay, there are three versions of the deck. Ravenhair, Platina, Gurgit. It turns out there's a fourth version, which is just, you, you just don't play any of those. You just, you just <laughs> do you Ezel straight and for Percival. The ultimate stride. Yeah, you just do yeah. Ezel and Percival and go directly for the ultimate stread. And I feel like that's a lot more consistent because here's the thing. If you have three grade three names in your deck, and you have to split their ratios, you're less likely to draw two of the same one. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, uh, it, made room, it made room for extra counterchargers. I was on three Dindrains and one uh, Knife Throwing Knight Maligant. Uh, Maligant Soul Blast 2 to countercharge 2. Oh, yeah, that 5k, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a 5k. Which, also, it came up a couple of times that I would have to ride the Maligant on turn one, and then my opponent could not swing under me, so they would just have to not swing at all. That's, uh, that's So, a strength and weakness of the deck. So, the weakness is that you're playing a lot of 5k shields. The strength is that it's really hard for your opponent to swing under you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So they just so they just miss their first drive check because they're not going to hit you. Of course, I had a few opponents who did just gun it, right? Like they did just swing face, sometimes hit a crit, and then I punished them for it. Yeah, why? Because you could go into Spear X, right? Because I could go directly into Spear X. Mm -hmm. um, out of the games where I missed the Superior Red, I think I missed it like once and I still won anyway. Mm -hmm. so what was, your, it's not, what was so, your record at the end? So I played in both the AO event and the NA event. I went X2 in the AO event and I went X3 in the NA event. Okay. Um, I have my matchups listed here. I wrote the, um, I wrote like notes, notes on the NA event, but I didn't on the AO one. Uh, so round one of AO, I played against Momo Magus and that was a pretty easy win. Uh, cause you really just, you really just like PG the Momo and then take everything else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I lost to grand blue two rounds in a row and they were two different grand blue lists. That was, that there was part all... of, um, that was, yeah, there were a lot of grand blue lists. That was North America, right? Or no, this was um this was AO because that one happened first. Oh okay, that would happen like for me the night before. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so you, you uh, but in, then you, 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 you ran into two different uh, uh, grand blue lists. Yeah, in a row. Um, one of them, one of them was like this weird, almost Highlander variant where they were just playing like a gazillion one ups, right? <laughs> okay, but they were also still playing all the good cards. <laughs> So they can still win. I think Grand Blue players do that a lot just because you have Columbard. You can search basically anything you want at any time. Yeah, this is this is true, but this was this was like the most Highlander y Grand Blue build I'd ever seen. Uh like that that list was on one Negrobone, which I don't think I agree with. The original Negrobone or the, the new no, one? No no no, one of the one of the V Negrobone. Um just one. I'm Solemn's list had that. Um, Solemn's list had one? Hmm. Yeah, just the one. And then, I don't know. It, it was fine. Do you guys have anything I to mean, say? I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> no, no. It makes some no. amount of sense. I'm just listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the people listening to us are like, are they going to say anything? Or? Look. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that interesting. All you guys. Yeah, all Sorry. you. Yeah. Um. um so round four, because because I'd taken two L's in a row, I was kind of playing uh, I was kind of playing rogue decks now, right? Uh, -huh. uh so I fought against shit. I, I fought against Malkuth Melek. <laughs> what premium Malkuth? <laughs> okay, now did this person happen to be named Cole? It wasn't Cole. It wasn't Cole. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't there was Cole another Cole. Malkuth player in the world. Uh, okay, well, uh, shout out to our patron Cole, patreoncom slash tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how'd that um, go? Uh, I won that. I won that one pretty handily. Um, they still had a couple of like the Angel Feather Battle Face tricks. Like they they went into like a Gabriel Stride um, Eden. I think it's called. I think yeah. they went to Gabriel Eden before doing Malkuth shenan shenanigans. Um, they were building up protect markers. They were they were still relying on that like the fat no sentinel card that they have in V. Oh yeah. Uh, but then after that, I played against Shiranui, and um, I don't know if you guys have looked at Shiranui lately. They're doing some kind of cool stuff, where they use um, they ride the V Stealth Dragon Shiranui, and then use its skill to superior ride into uh, the Stride skill Shiranui Obero. Who uh, do you know? Do you know Obero's Stride skill? 
or do you know Obero's first skill before the stride skill? Isn't it like they they you make them call something from drop or whatever to give them yes. dominate targets? Yes. Now combine that combine that with uh, Stealth Rogue Mizukaze. Mizukaze Soul Blast a grade three, and then any grade that your opponent has called this turn, they cannot call for the rest of the turn. They can call each grade once per turn. Huh. So what you do? What you do is you use Obero to grab a grade zero from their drop zone. You stride. You have your like. You have your like stride skills grade zero unit attack into like their intercept or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But then you call Mizukaze. You use its skill. They're already locked out of grade zeros. <laughs> And then, of course, that leaves them. That leaves them ones, twos, threes, which is viable now because of heal guards. And then their G guards, and that's it. And they get they get ones, twos, and threes, ones each. <laughs> what the fuck? So you get like, depending on the size of your columns here, that's like one one attack each. Like maybe a sentinel thrown in there for good measure. Damn. And that's assuming you're playing grade one sentinels because your grade zero is already gone. <laughs> Right, I don't you think used a lot it of calling decks it from are, the drop zone. I don't think a lot of decks are outright getting rid of like grade one sentinels completely. A lot of decks in premium will run at least one just for that. There are a couple. Like, there are a couple that are on uh, grade one sense right now. Like, um, of course, Luard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in great nature, uh, Big Belly will be on Deli Belly. Deli Belly, yeah. Um. Or what like a lot of else? a lot of deck plans will just like tech in one just because the of one. Yeah. stuff like that or like Silent Tom, things mm-hmm. like that. Speaking of which, I guarded an EG Tom today. I guarded an EG Tom at BRO. Um, that was actually in the round one against Momo Magus. I forgot to bring that up, but I gra- I guarded an EG Tom because heal guardians are grade three trigger units. <laughs> it's finally uh, doable. Okay. We're free. Right on. <laughs> Damn. Incredible. You can guard Tom now. Um, okay, so... All right, so, so you, you beat um, the Nubatama guy, right? Yeah, I beat the Shiranui. So then round six, I play against Gurgit. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think I think that Gurgit list was a little bit jank, but it was cool. It was cool. I'll give them that. <laughs> what was cool about it? Um... It was it was just like your general like multi attack Gurgit. They were playing um, they were playing like Canarius and stuff too. And Canarius, when placed from just anywhere, drops a card to check top three call. So you okay. could um, so you could extend your Gurgit combos with Canarius of all cards. Okay, <laughs> that's random. I think I remember yeah, I remember what um, looks like. Uh, oh, that's right. Where he's got I like, remember, the, like the, the weird like Iron Man core in his chest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember at some point I was labbing a um I was labbing a Gurgit list. Uh this was this was like a year ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But I was labbing a Gurgit list where um we were using like it was like Tempesphere. It was it was Tempesphere with the uh vanilla Bowman and Gareth um to do the superior ride with those and then turn on Canarius's GB. Um, and like like any Tempest Spear deck, we were just looking to bash as hard as possible on turn two, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was so... Um, 
So, so like the the vanilla the vanilla Bowman and Gareth, or at least the vanilla Gareth, like at least one of those two, mm-hmm. was very much like the play when uh, Tempest Fear and Cyclone were legal because the Gareth Gareth's actual skill uh, matters very little. Like in testing, I had resolved Gareth's uh, CB one to gain ten k a couple of times, but that doesn't matter if you've just got like two Cyclones face up. That's the same thing, but without a CB. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Cyclone never stopped being legal. It's still legal. It's just Tempest. Yeah, Cyclone is still legal. Yeah. Um, it's so I, funny because you can't. It... I've seen some decks play vanillas just to like use Cyclone as flip fodder, and then be like, "All right, I I have, you know, a couple vanillas back here, like either the like fifteen k shields or the the twelve k grade twos, just for the defense." Um, very te- technically there's only technically room to do that in this g zone yeah um there are two cards i didn't go into this weekend at all but they are cards that i went into in testing quite often um well not quite often but like every once in a while uh they were the gb8 and the sunrise ray radiant sword gurgit radiant um, sword is the one that keeps buffing his board if you keep yeah yeah boss, right? radiant sword is the one that um they worded this card in a really interesting way all right they worded this card in such a way that um, even though you have Excel markers, mm-hmm. <laughs> you still only buff five rear guards. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It's a, it says it says CB1, Soul Blast 2. This unit gets 5k for each of your rear guards until end of turn. So it does benefit itself from having Excel markers. But then it yeah. says choose up to five of your rear guards and they get power plus five until end of turn. <laughs> Rip. Why can't it just choose all my rear guards? Not allowed to have nice things. <laughs> or whatever. How did they know? So I understand not like going GBT7. into I understand not going into the GB8 because of uh, you know games don't last that long unless you're engineered to do so um, or to like rush toward the GB8. But why? Why didn't you listen? Go, how hard's just built different? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you go into Sunrise Ray Radiance or um so first of all his skill is a GB2 Unite ability, right? Um a lot of the times when I had the resources to uh achieve Unite and achieve a decent enough buff off of Sunrise Ray, I was already set up for Ultimate Stride. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so I was just gonna go into Ultimate instead. Yeah, why um, not? that's fine. Actually like like back in what was it 2018 was that when was that when no it was like 2019 right because year one of v was 2018 golds didn't actually get cards until 2019 oh okay um but uh solemn solemn referred to this card as quote a like a mini ultima in ultima junior <laughs> it's not too far off honestly um <laughs> um so yeah after that i played against riviere um that was uh that was a hard fought game riviere's not riviere's not like consistent but sometimes they have a big beater and you have to care about it um that's it. <laughs> yeah that's, like, it. Yes, that's it sometimes Some, you have to care i beat them but you still it's, it's one of those sometimes. it's one of those decks where sometimes like it's one of those decks where it's like this is not a contender but do not let your guard down <laughs> You know? <laughs> um, and then my round eight for that last one no-showed. But then we move into the NA tournament, right? Okay. Um, round one was Luard. Um, 
hold on, hold on. This is the one I had specific notes for. Um, I went first, kept my damage low, did attack combos with rear guards to stop the blast drop twin drive, played around Hanali. Oh, right, right. I know what happened. I know what happened in this. Uh, so, Blonde Ezel has a skill on Vanguard Circle. Did you guys know this? <laughs> the on attack call summon from hand, right? Yeah, did you guys know Blonde Ezel has a skill on Vanguard Circle? <laughs> Vaguely, sure. Okay, okay. So we combine that. We combine the on attack call with um, Percival and Aglavail, right? Uh, using the skill of Percival, you search out the Aglavail, you get a second marker. Yeah. Um, so I did, I called the Percival, called the Aglavale, and then I called like, I think it was like Bowman and another Aglavale or something. Like the, the point is I had rear guards. The point is I had okay. like four rear guards. Um, so I went like Percival attack, Aglavale attack, put Percival into the soul, return to hand. I went with that other column, like unboosted, no skill. And then I did, um, and then I did like Ezel skill, call the Aglavale back out from hand, attack with it. But that left right. me with, um, I believe it was three rear guards on board. It was either two or three, which is just enough that if they do counter blast one for Blaster Dark and I have to retire a card, uh, that doesn't empty my board and they don't get twin drive. So they, they don't get twin drive, you said. Yeah. So I was, I was playing around, um, so like I was, I was playing. I was playing aggro while also not letting them have the twin drive because I had like slurped all my cards back into my hand with Aglavale. Yeah. Um, I also kept my damage low. So when they, when they were like, it's time for more Fessa or I don't think they got to more Fessa. I think they got to like, uh, I think they did like drag abyss is the one that calls two from deck drag abyss. Yeah. That's the one. They did Drag Abyss. Um, they hit me hard with Drag Abyss, and I was like, "Okay, I have to end this now." Uh, I remember being like, "Hey, you got a ritual count?" And they said uh, five and two grade zeros, and I went, "This game has to end." <laughs> <laughs> We're too close for comfort. We gotta, we gotta drop the load. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then so then I went Ultima. Okay. Um, I went Ultima, and I also had um, I also had like Counterchargers that I called off of Ultima so that I could play through Honolulu. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, then there was Victor. Uh, the Victor player was not too lucky in terms of like drive checks and also combo pieces, and I was also yeah. just pushing cards out of their hand the whole time, so that was great. Mm -hmm. um, that one had second stride Ultima. Round three was Luard a second time. Okay. Um, let's see here. My opponent G assisted early on. Uh, this Luard list, this Luard list was on a drag, was on a drag fall. Uh, both of the Luard lists that I played against were on drag fall and not like V drag heart or G drag heart or, um, like the drag driver V. Uh, those, yeah. those are all, I, I think Luard is super neat because it has like those four different variants, right? Yeah. Where it's like, mm. these decks want to do the same thing, but they have different tools to get there. It might also be one of the like few decks where the stride bonus version of it is like competitive enough where people still run it. It's not like a thing where like oh I throw one in there because sometimes it's nice to have. That's like that's what I, that's my guy. 
going for Dragfall, going for the original lore. Whatever. Yeah, so that that's the thing that Shiranui had going for it is so Shiranui does like run two of like one to two of it, but that's because you superior write it. <laughs> yeah, so but like again, that's one as opposed to like I'm running four Dragfall, one that's true. Uh, that's true. Because like one, you, you uh, are gunning directly yeah. into the Shiranui Obro. It's just that you don't need to play for. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so but yeah. that's still like a very solid stride skill. But um, but yeah, then then here I had an unfortunate uh, two rounds in a row that were lost. Uh, first was Maelstrom, of all decks, Maelstrom, right? Oh, Cause some, okay. Because sometimes, sometimes Maelstrom players check front triggers, and your Spearex calls are, and I quote. Absolute dog crap booty ass. <laughs> Absolute dog crap booty. Ass. We gotta put that on a t-shirt. That's uh... that's funny. Yeah, I can tell I was salty when I made this one. Actually, <laughs> I can't say I blame you. To be honest, that's uh, I'd be pissed off too, especially because like the the first three before that were wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then so... the, the next one, the next one was when I played a rerab. Okay. Um, let's see here. We spent about four times fighting over who gets first stride, poking pot shots with great two vanguards. Um, I eventually had to stop a two crit Leslie column with heal guards, and he decided to go. Uh, he decided to go in since I couldn't G guard anymore. Um, I did double heal guard at one point in that game, and that was a bad decision on my part because that was what caused Rab to ride up because he knew I couldn't uh, do the second stride ultimate because I was likely to not have a third heal in hand. Right. Damn, that, uh, that's like very. That's very good gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we we had a nice discussion about it. It was great. Yeah. Um, but then round six. Um, round six wasn't crazy, but it was also the only time I called a judge in the whole event, and it wasn't like for any issue or anything, right? Um, it was just like I looked at his list. I looked at his list, and I went, "Huh, I wonder how that interaction works." I'm gonna ask a judge before we start. <laughs> Okay, uh, it was. Now, hang on. So when you say open list, and when you get paired up with the guy, is the list just like in a link next to um, your matchup thing, or like what? Yeah, yeah. On on um. So we're using Battlefy for the list, right? And it shows your like registration fields that you have to fill out to join the tournament in the first place. So it okay. just has the deck log link that you uploaded right there. Okay, so you can just click on it. So you just. Click on it, open it in a new tab, and then you have their list open the whole game. Gotcha. Now when and uh, that was a game changer, actually. Like, what what was the what yep. were you playing? What was the interaction, and what did you call the judge about? Okay, so my opponent was on MLB Thing Saver, right? Okay. And he was running two copies of the V Claim Collection One Thing Saver Dragon. And two copies of the what's it called Legion of Dragons and Blades thing saver dragon. And what you can do with the Legion of Dragons and Blades thing saver is uh, at the end of the battle that it attacked, counter blast two, soul blast three, superior ride a seeker thing saver dragon from your deck, and Legion with a blaster blade seeker from your soul. Since you are legioning by the skill of that thing saver dragon. The one that you're going into does not have to have the seek mate ability. Oh. And I went. And I went. 
I remember reading that there was some condition where the Legion mate falls off during the end phase. I don't remember what that condition is, though, so we're going to ask a judge about it. And he went, yeah, sure, that's cool by me. And so we brought the judge. Oh, he he was okay with the judge. Got it. No, he was okay with the judge. Um, But we... But we uh, we brought the judge in, and th- this was before we started playing, because I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot you could do this, but I think this happens? And, we, and he was like, no, I don't think that's how it happens. And I was like, I'm not sure, you're not sure, let's call a judge. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that what it is, is um, when you stride, you leave the Legion state. Uh, this is another ruling that I actually know from Zero, because I've been playing, uh, I've been playing Bluish Flames now that G's out. And I've been using, like, the vanilla strides or whatever for, like, the card advantage, right? Yeah. Um, and I've been on Guido as my starter. And Guido calls a card from top three if you are in Legion. And I okay. noticed I couldn't use Guido if I strode. <laughs> so something you learned from Zero was being used in... Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so that being the case, if you strode, like, and you leave the Legion state, it doesn't come back into a Legion state. It just... So oh, here's wow. how it works. Here's how it works. Uh, when when your heart cards become uh, vanguards again, right? It checks the it checks what it checks both of the cards to see if one of them has the seekmate ability, mm-hmm. and if it has seekmate, and the other card is the mate, then they resume in state. But what V Thingsaver doesn't have is the seekmate ability. So, um, when you when you uh, soulmate Legion with uh, with uh, Thingsaber and you use V Thingsaber to do it, you stay in Legion state indefinitely until you stride. Then you exit the Legion state. When you exit the stride state, the Blaster Blade is removed. I believe it goes into the drop zone. Okay. So I just wanted to be sure of that before we before we like played. Uh, he didn't he didn't actually do any like thing saver shenanigans. I think um, another funny thing is you can have two hearts and two vanguards because you can copy thing saver with crystal luster. Oh my god! So <laughs> if this guy was me, what would happen was he would ride the Legion of Dragon and Blades thing saver twin drive, and then he would get the two V the, thing savers. In the drive checks, and then be like, "Fuck, that's what would happen." But he wasn't. That's another Vanguard Zero experience, right there. Is like, (laughs) yeah, draw trigger. Wait, which draws were those? Uh. (laughs) And they're both the thing savers. Because there, there was a point. There was a point where, like, so I don't play Royals and Zero. I haven't played Royals and Zero since like MLB. But I did have two thing savers, exactly two. (laughs) So I was like, screw it. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna screw around, and uh, of course, I'm like ride, seek mate, legion, attack, draw trigger. It's the thing saver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. After that was die liner. Um. Dude, why are those grade threes worth twenty five k shield? They're huge. Mm-hmm. Matt, what they am I supposed be, to do? Matt, you play this deck. Weird. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> uh, I don't really play this deck, but you hit harder. <laughs> Get good, son. Um, and then the last round, the last round was Asha, and that one I won. I won pretty handily because I did have like PGs for the Vanguard and the Flower oh, Fairy oh, token. Oh, oh, oh. Asha, 
Asha. I don't know. Huh. That's not of it. all the things. That's not it. That guy irked me though. That guy. That guy. That guy made me a little upset, right? Because it was like every time we did the cut, he would be like, "So if if somebody told me like, oh, do file off at the top after we cut, I would be like, okay, sure." But this guy gave me a different number every time. What? What? <laughs> oh I would I I would go God. like one two three and I and he'd go three two one five off the top. I'd go one two three. He'd go two one three. Three off the top. What the <laughs> heck? I hate this. It was a Why different you... number every time. It doesn't even change very much, but you know. I know. It's like I understand the superstition of being like, hey, can you get five off the top or whatever? Because that's like that's like the anti-stack, right? Mm-hmm. But why is it a different number every time? <laughs> One I time he said know. seven. <laughs> Actually, uh, think that if your opponent cuts a certain number of cards off the top of your deck, that's also kind of sketch. But I guess it's remote, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, if it's it were, rem- like, if it's it were like a live event, like, if it were like a live event, if somebody like takes one card from the top of my deck and puts it on the bottom, I'm gonna assume that they're not legit. Like, so then it's like, then you do one last riffle just to be like, okay. And then, oh yeah, well when people like in real life, when people hand me their deck to cut, I shuffle it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't trust people's. Uh, cheating shenanigans or like like I, at, I actually... like at locals at locals i'm just gonna like cut and then move on <laughs> but like if i'm at an event if i'm at an event i'm riffling like yeah. at least once at least twice no, I, I shuffle no matter what but i shuffle also very yeah. uh softly but i and very quickly as well and i and i hate i absolutely detest pile shuffling yes oh, oh yes yeah. he's <laughs> There, there, there was a discussion in the judge show. chat about this, right? There was a discussion oh, no. in the judge chat oh, today. Um, I screenshotted this. I screenshotted this because I knew it would serve me well in the future. Um, I think I'll just like want, send it to one of you on here, Discord or something. Send it to me on Discord. I can like put it up on the screen here if you guys can yeah. like, keep vamping. While, while yeah, but here, but like it, it was. This is just a section from when we were talking about like. Um, I do believe it was a uh, Casmania who was like. It was like riffle shuffling is already not a not a shuffle. What? And like not a sufficient shuffle. And we were like, oh, you're right. You're right. But can we please see it in policy documents so that we can show people when they don't believe us? Wait, you mean pile <laughs> shuffling? You mean pile shuffling is not a or, sorry, pile shuffling. Yeah, not riffle shuffling. Yeah. Riffle shuffling is okay. great. Do it seven times or so and your deck is just like good to go. And like so what what's interesting to me is the defense that people come to defend um pile shuffling. And so there's pretty much like two lines of defense, right? It's Uh like either it, I'm counting my deck is like the defense, right? But it's Vanguard. There's no sideboard. So you should only need to do it exactly one time a match. But the best of three people will do it between games, even in a deck without sideboarding. And and if you're dropping a card Mm -hmm. between games, you should probably not play card games. If you're worried about dropping a card between every Mm -hmm. single game, you should probably just go home. (laughs) <laughs> all right like, here we go so like every every once in a while you'll be like oh i forgot to put my g assist pile back but like okay that's so like one in the... like that's one in like 30 games you know <laughs> yeah all right so for for uh people listening uh can, do i can i say the person's name or is that like um i think I, th- I think that'd be fine because like they're they're like public facing judges and they're aliases all right so chairman yeah. says Deal shuffle, a shuffling me- method where cards are dealt into various piles, one card at a time, then consolidating all of them back into a deck. Recommended method for the beginning of any rounds. As suggestion, try splitting into five piles or seven. If uh, certain cards are grouped together before this shuffle, 
this part's highlighted, there may be a chance that this method will not serve the full purpose of a shuffle. So please do not use this method is if the deck is in that state. Highlighting stops. Can I, can I make a quick statement? I think yeah. uh, telling people to pile shuffle at all is pretty useless. It doesn't yeah. really do it. Like, it doesn't, like, it's actually never random, right? Like, you can map every, where every card goes. If, like, let's say your mm -hmm. deck looks sorted, right? You can actually map where every card in your deck goes. Yeah. Via pile shuffling. So that's like, it's not actually random at all and serves no chance of increasing random, of adding any amount of randomness to your shuffle. So it's being a gigantic waste of time, right? And so the second, I mentioned the first line of defense, right? Is basically like, I'm worried about dropping cards all the time, but it's like, don't. <laughs> uh, the, the other line of defense, and this is the much more sketchy line, but one you'll see a lot is like, I only use it to declump. Now, let's, oh, let's can we talk about declumping? Because like, we were. Oh my fucking God. We've done this like yeah, eight times. Here's the thing. I know what it is. Listen. Fine. I'll just, <laughs> fine. I'll just, I'm, I'm good. No, no, no. We are talking about declumping. We are talking about decumping. Um, Why? So we Farfa did a video on this, right? Motherfucker. But not. I wasn't here. <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> um. So, like three months ago, Farfa did a video where, like, he got into an argument with um. It was distant coder, and then like I don't remember the other. Oh, the other judge was a uh, Light Phoenix, who's like the head judge of Dueling Book. Um. But he got into an argument with those with those two about like what declumping is right like like uh light phoenix was like declumping is stacking though and farfa went but but it's not stacking it's just declump it doesn't affect randomization and then he just went then why are you declumping <laughs> okay so because that that's my logic right is if it doesn't affect randomization why do you have to do it Tell you, Matt. Um, no, I'm I'm done with the conversation. Thank you. Oh, he's done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say I say one thing and I get ran over, so I don't really care. I care. No, no, Matt, you gotta right. go off. No. Oh my god. I'm done. So don't oh. do that next time, <laughs> Okay, so this happens to me all. This happens to me all the time. I just whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. So, what's, uh, in terms of the, like, diversity in the top eight thing, is there anything in the meta where do we, do we think needs to be addressed afterward? Um, dolls are really strong, but I don't think they're, like, invincible. They are definitely, like, best deck, but I don't think they're invincible, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I think I think dolls are a fine deck to have around at least for a while. Yeah, I I'm not sure. Like I don't think I, I Matt, you taught me that the metric of uh, something being too broken is half of the tops most of the time, right? Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. It it it's it's very variable with respect to different card games, but. Uh, in Vanguard, people, it's it's hard to gauge because people just won't play it, even if it's correct to do so, like ever. Yeah. Like, so it's pretty hard to say like what percentage a deck is like too broken. But like, you could definitely see it in like V with Prism, right? Like, yeah, it being mm -hmm. like just literally everywhere. 
and you're just like, and you know, for, you know, for a while there wasn't even a check to it really. So it's like, uh, it's it's a bit difficult to gauge in Vanguard because people are gonna play whatever they're gonna play. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, like I that's the thing the... about Vanguard is um, people people get really people get really into like. I like I like X deck or I like X kind of deck, right? Or like I only have X kind of deck, and that tends to be like um, that that tends to prevent people from going. I will simply play the one that is the best. A lot, it's like a lot, of, a lot of people are like, I will play the best deck about the ones that I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that meme that this is brilliant, but I liked this. And yeah, with the two like, cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, it makes sense. Like, if I have a choice between, if I have a choice between playing, between playing Dolls and playing Ezel, and they're both, like, solid decks, but I just hate how Nightmare Dolls play, then I'd be miserable if I played an eight-round event with Nightmare Dolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, people are going to, like, have fun with what they have fun with. because So I just have to play Ezel? Yeah. Now, one thing that I, I was uh, very interested in was everybody was thinking Ezel was going to be the top dog. Ezel and Grand Blue. That's what everyone was uh, predicting, it seemed. And Grand Blue definitely upheld its end of the bargain, especially in North America. But uh, Ezel was nowhere to be found. Why do, why do we think that is? It's because all the Ezel players bubbled. <laughs> also, also because like some of, some of the Ezel players that didn't bubble were like just not on good lists. I've looked at the list, right? Um, Cause, and I might lose access to these soon. Cause apparently these, apparently Bushi didn't like expressly permit posting these, but um, NO or NA and AO both posted like spreadsheets that have the list of all the participants who like uh, the list of all the participants their deck logs and then what clan they played. Okay. Uh, so I've been so I have access to like to pretty much every gold list that was played in the event. Um, and they're not they're not all wonderful. Um, I'm just gonna click on one. I'm just gonna click on one. David. <laughs> Some oh, guy this I is a David. this is a Gurgit list. This is a Gurgit list, but like no superior ride, no nothing. Um, here's this. I'll talk about what's in it. Uh, so that makes, um, this one is on an over trigger as opposed to the Ultima, which isn't, isn't just isn't, but like, I mean, if you don't if have you the Ultima, then do it. Yeah. If you can't <laughs> afford the Ultima, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Cause like, cause like, um, you know, I, I once, uh, I ended up with a list on like VG top decks from before I had my Ultima, right? So I was running the OT in that list, and that's it's not correct, but it was what I had. It's <laughs> what you got. Um, um, so, so your your theory is that a lot of the the better gold lists got bubbled, and that yeah, it's just, that's uh, because that's because I that's because like I saw other Ezel lists that were like X twos and whatnot, and they were like decent lists. Like, um, who was it? Who was it? Where'd he go? It's important to remember that to people who are like, oh, Ezel didn't get in any top eight spots, therefore it doesn't matter, uh, are wrong because 
like you said, it, it takes a little bit of luck to get. Yeah, format's to the big. Top eight. Yeah, format's really big. Um, there's three of these things, um, like things like DP and OTT and DIs were kind of almost flukes. It seems like, and they got in there. So by that yeah, very same. See, token, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? Is... By that very same I'm... token. Oh my god! <laughs> stop it. Okay. By that very okay. same token, Golds could have gotten bubbled out by you know by stupid dumb luck. Now I'm done. You may go ahead. Like from experience, for, from experience, I'm on I'm on the like funny haha luck sack deck. DP is also the funny haha luck sack deck. OTT is almost also the funny haha luck sack deck. All three of those decks have just like competing sack factor, right? <laughs> I where, can like, understand the OTT thing. What, what's up with DP then? Um, you just the sacking in DP is hoping your opponent doesn't have PGs. <laughs> oh, why? Just because big big crits and because big number because big number, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the issue, so the issue with DP is that um, Xgallop hits 107k for no reason. <laughs> it's like, what are you supposed to do about that? All that stuff. If for, right? you, you go like you go like Force Marker, it gains 10k per face-up card in your G-Zone, and then you call V Commander Laurel and double its power in crit. Right. I, I, I heard legend of a guy who did Laurel twice. And then yeah, he, he was like yeah. he was on like 300k power. It was crazy. It's pretty wacko. Um, so what? I, so anything else you want to say about BRO here? Uh, did I finish my matchup notes? I don't know if I I stopped at Weirab, I think, or no, I stopped at the um. No, I I did because I talked about the Asha player, and that was the last one I played. <laughs> yeah. Um. Good work out there, everybody. Uh, this was a really good weekend. Um, I'm gonna be judging for the V Premium event. Otherwise, I would be. Uh, otherwise, I would be playing uh, Aggravain. But uh, you know, you know, I gotta make that fifteen dollars an hour. Let's get this bread. <laughs> I would be doing it if not for the fact that I got shit to do, like like uh, the rest of us. <laughs> so, because uh, I I just got informed that I will I found my apartment that I will be moving into. So this time next month, the Ozzy Osbourne painting may not be behind me anymore. Nice, <laughs> the sacrilege. Oh, so no. yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is like just trying to make arrangements and you know talking about moving and uh, like and family stuff so yeah i i won't be there for v and i'm not going to d standard because i don't give a fuck so yeah he um, is cringe but atlas i'm surprised Bob they Zagara didn't overdress will be out <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't flip it around where you start with the most simple format and then ramp up to well premium. here's why they did it here's why they did it it actually is perfect uh, the 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 layout is exactly perfect to the um to the product releases because mm. clan collection came out before premium and V and if were it not for like the one week delay right um it would have been like everybody has two weeks to get their to get their clan collection product in for premium and mm. then three weeks to get it in for V. And that's just that's a great healthy amount of time. It gives people time for their cards to ship and everything. Yeah. Um, but 
Then, in about two weeks, DBT3 comes out. And that's why they had to push Overdress into January. Got it. So that everybody has time to get their cards. Everybody has time to get their cards from DBT03. Got it. And then the holidays and all that throws a wrench in it, too. And, Mm. like, when I first saw the schedule, I popped off because I was like, oh, this is exactly what it needs to be. You Mm -hmm. can't do the schedule any other way for it to work out okay. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to switch V and premium technically, but it's like people still want their heel guards for premium. Yeah. People still want the heel guards for premium and they still want them for V. Like, yeah, I think it's fine. Just like the way you explained it makes sense. I wonder if there's anyone who didn't receive their heel guards in time for the tournament. That would be highly unfortunate. Um, Europeans, unfortunately, they got they got like mega delays in Europe. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, I uh, I made sure to get everyone's stuff out, like, and it all arrived mm-hmm. by that Monday. So that's good. So so I I got my heel guards after registration had closed, but I had confirmed shipping. So I was like, I'm not going to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those things where you're just like waiting by the mailbox, like motherfucker better have my cards. (laughs) Speaking of which, um, I told you guys, I told you guys about how I can talk to pro play games, right? Or how I ordered from pro play games to get my uh, star Vader deck in order. And it took two weeks. And then I talked to them and I was like, Hey, where are my cards? I got a message the I got a message that night that was like, "Oh, you should have received them by now. Would you like a refund or to refulfill your order?" And I said, "Refulfill, please." And the card showed up 2 days later, and then I got another message that was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I passed your request on. Um we'll see what we can do." So the first and one like, got there just really late, and then the second the one The first one the first one got there. They're I think they're I think they're like talking like they are to try and cover themselves. I think they were like, okay, if we ship it now, it'll get there like Wednesday, and we'll say now that we are covering the order. But, yeah, I had something but, like that. But the cards got here ahead of their message. <laughs> I had something like that where I ordered off of TCG Player, and then like half of my order was missing. I'm like, hey, where's my stuff? And they were like, oh, you didn't. We, we we said that it was going to come in two separate packages, and then like 30 seconds later, there's a message. Your thing may show up in two separate packages. I'm like, come on. You're not even trying. That, you like, didn't I'm say a, that. You didn't You say didn't that. fucking say like, that. Come yeah. on. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I, I think for most of this, you can pretty much check everybody else's thing out too. So true, that's true. good. But I do want to review this one card that got revealed during... The this one card that excites which, me very much. Tonight, which is it the, least, Oh, this one. The, uh-huh. Here we go. So, uh, Garmore, you want to read it? Um. Oh, oh, there it is. Chakravarti True Dragon Mahar Nirvana is a grade four with triple drive and 13k power that says continuous on Vanguard. During your turn, if you have a unit in the overdress state, all of your front row units get power plus 10,000. And... Act Vanguard Circle once per turn, CB1, put a card with Nirvana in its name from your hand or soul into your drop zone, choose a grade zero from your drop zone and call it, choose one of your opponent's vanguards, and if your opponent has four or less cards in their damage zone, deal them one damage. Now, 
So, gotcha. so I can talk about this card on two levels, right? Two levels. The first, the first is that I think it's just a genuinely good card that makes um that simplifies a lot of the issues with Nirvana right now. Because while you lose your counter charge on Urger, you and the use less counter blast. You you lose your counter blast and extra attack, but you use less counter blast. And also you're already pinging your opponent for a damage, which makes up for the extra attack. Yeah, but it's like happening turn four. This is true. It, this is true. It, it, it is funny that Nirvana's back to a three attack deck. <laughs> yeah they're like but we're like, gonna make it better by making okay. it worse what i think like, it's okay because it's a three attack deck that pings you for a damage yeah zorga <laughs> can't even do that, uh-huh. suck on that. Don't, don't, like... don't talk i think i think zorga is zorga is good i feel like zorga zorga is like good in theory it like has cool cards but <laughs> and then it has not... cards wait i didn't work. read the zorga support it has it just gets drive plus one and that's it yeah, yeah. It's awful. This card's so bad. bad. This card's bad. Never mind. Never mind. I said I said Zerga was good because Zerga is like oh, cool and set on. too. Hold on, it that's gets worse. it. I'm out. It gets worse. Is it it gets thing? worse. Oh no. So okay. So let's talk about this thing. I want. I want. Let me read this thing. Fine. Fine. Go okay. for it. All right. So, so, uh, so I'm gonna write down prison. that second level right. for a second. So it has. This, so it. roaming prison dragon says auto drop. When you play a normal order, you can call the card rear guard. If you called, uh, if you call this card, perform one of the following. If it's alchemy magic, perform both. Ten, you can choose that it gets 10k or it gets a crit if you alchemy magic gets both. Now, the issue is that let's say you GDR or whatever, this yeah. gets none of that. Yeah, this it comes out after you play. The- it comes out after the order. I have a lot of problems. Not to mention it's 5k. Oh, 5K also it's 5k. Three, so yeah. it's still Wait, it's like five? I thought it was yeah, a 13 in 10k. I was like, so, oh, this card's no. good. So this oh, card God. can be called out at grade two, obviously, with like conden- condensation. And come out with like a 13k booster, and you can hit for 18 or 28, 18 crit two or eight or 28 on grade two, which is okay. probably why it's a 5k. Um, but that in, in order to make that play, you would have to run like um probably near four copies of this card. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even later, but later in the game, you can basically make it a 43 column or on your post center ride turn turn 53 with a crit. Uh, but this card's very awkward. Like, I think the card is like probably f- good. But it definitely is designed it's, in a very bizarre way. It's like it's, it's, lit- it's literally, awkward. it's literally when you can in Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> this is this activation window. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the most yeah. frustrating. Like, <laughs> uh, and just so the the other level that I wanted to talk about. Um, Sorry, you go, you go ahead, Rupert. Yeah, so it's like, in order to get this card up to, like, an appreciable power level, you gotta, like, pull the booster out, buff it up, and, the, and it has to be on Alchemagic for it to get both. So there's just a lot of extra steps you have to take to make this thing an appreciable number. And if you compare it to something like... Uh, I forgot what the the Virena was called in set three, but that one, where um, it's like expecta. expecta, yeah, where it's like that one's also a bit awkward, but it's fucking massive for a moderate amount of setup, and it's like, why is this thing five k? But that setup can also just be doing and doing an arcs on turn two. Yeah. And, like, the only explanation I would have is that being a 13k might make it broken for, like, uh, Magnolia, because the, you can... True! Make... 
If it was 13k, you could just use Magnolia with like wild intelligence, call a board, call this thing, and it's just a 13k with a crit. Yeah, but then the easy fix to that is just be like, okay, then uh, if your vanguard is Zorga, yeah, (laughs) if you're that afraid of it, just make your make the vanguard Zorga done. Like, like normally we like generic cards, but like in this case, being generic probably made it worse. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. They can't make it if your vanguard is Zorga because then you can't play it with the with the anchor guy. <laughs> All right. The 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 one like cheap uh like they have a brand. bunch of random cards that just have alka magic written on them. Yeah, like I'm, Lone Shadow, listen, which is like weirdly good in that Decay Hollow Mega Colony build. Listen, um, listen, 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 listen. I like the Anchor guy because, like, I had just stopped thinking about the concept of Overdress Limited Fight because we were so sick of it's the start decks. Mm-hmm. But this adds like one more, you know, <laughs> one more to care, yeah. try and care about. So, um, <laughs> but the the other thing I wanted to talk about with Mahar Nirvana was, um. It does a thing that I like in Vanguard card designs from a thematic standpoint, where it is it is very clearly a parallel to Babasagra in terms of its effect design. Because where Babasagra has the sword that is CB2, chuck a, a, chuck a damage at your opponent, just, just do it. Um, Nirvana has the counterblast, call a grade zero, and then deal a damage. And... Uh, I really like how they are, they are setting up, they are setting up, like, even, even down to their, their decks, they are setting up this, like, rivalry and these parallels between, uh, between, uh, Yuyu, who is, are supposed to be our main protagonist, and then Mirei, who's supposed to be the main antagonist at the, at the moment. Um, this is something that, like, this is a very subtle way of achieving what Blaster Blade and Blaster Dark achieved. And I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like, feel like my opinion on this card hinges very much on what the new Virena does. This is fair. This is fair. Um, but like, even even looking at like Babasagra itself, Babasagra was already like a parallel to the original Nirvana. Um, we figured out that they were supposed to have they were supposed to have some kind of interaction with like Overdress or Trickstar, based on like like we already knew before. Baba Sagra got revealed that like this probably does something with grade zeros because they foreshadowed it by having the trick star that Yu receives be like in this in the sleeve with a sticker on it and then showing like oh Mirei has stickers on her card sleeves and it's like oh I wonder who that's for <laughs> yeah um, and then they reveal Baba Sagra and, and it's like it does something with grade zeros and we're like oh so it's meant to play with overdress cards and that like that like hypes us up to see what this does. And then they reveal trick moon, <laughs> which works in Baba Sagra as the, as the uh, 25k booster, but is also a counter charger that Nirvana has access to. It's true. And I just, I just love the way that like Baba Sagra and Nirvana are just mm-hmm. these incredibly cohesive, like mirrors of one another. And I hope they keep that up because it's so much fun. Like this, this, say, is, this is flavorful card design. All I can say is that there is supposed spice between this new Nirvana and Stunverse Dragon. Hmm. 
because Stunverse can get out of the way, like do his thing, get out of the way. Now you're on Nirvana, and then get, and you call just your wipe out. So, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? Is you just yeah. you just bind a bunch of cards, yeah, and then ping them for a damage, and yeah. then attack. <laughs> attack, yeah. yeah. Um, now, in the process, you also cut off your ability to get Excel circles in the future because you can't ride four down to three. Um, and that attitude. Any, any like name? Just make your opponent drachma you. Yeah. Easy. Any like name related stuff, right? Or they're just like, oh, if your vanguard's like Eradicator or Vanquisher, whatever it is, like that gets turned off too. So consider that, but still yeah. kind of neat. I, I I like the idea. Uh, so here's the thing: I don't think that the overdress premium decks have to be like good yet, but that that they're, but that they're an option is cool, right? And that's what I want to see is a way a way for people who started with a D to. If they if they become big fans of some of these units, play them in premium and have at least a fun time with them. Yeah, I would um, still advocate for like a new premium collection with some new strides or rear guards to support. G-guards. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Give us G guards, dude, 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 dude. Here's what they need to do, right? Every premium collection, every clan has gotten two new cards. Instead of doing a main deck trigger, they do mm-hmm. a G guard. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. They just do G guards for all the clans, and then they do, um, and they have to make their print rates like pretty high to prevent them from being like expensive. But they do like ride line strides. <laughs> yeah, like, and I wonder be... what I, I wonder what those would look like. But like, that'd be cool. Coming hey, soon to a YouTube channel near you once this comes out in English. What the heck so. is this? <laughs> You'll see. Uh, <laughs> this is a mega colony. This is mega colony like oh, alpha playing, magic list. Are you oh my lord! The, um, Magnolia mega colony. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. No Magnolia mega colony. Although I do think that's kind of neat. I, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to make it. Just that is the thing. You, you I'm will sus. see. I'm sus. I, I, I want to wait for it to come out in English because these proxies are, let's be honest, terrible. Um, yeah, they're pretty bad. The, Every once is, in a while, uh, like I. Okay, so I have access to only the black and white printer at my work, and uh, the color printer is only for text. And then I realized if I just went add new printer, I could add the color printer. So <laughs> proxies in color, hooray! <laughs> the power you're, just, you're, just, you're just like I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna do it. Like it's that power easy. of basic Windows knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Um, so every once in a while, every once in a while, I will go like. Huh, it'd be funny if I played Hex Orb in premium, wouldn't it? It'd be funny if I tried to fill a board with gold paladin cards while playing Hex Orb. And then I just never get around to making a list because I know it will be bad. But I just sh- I should just do it. <laughs> I feel like it would work better in Shadows or Royals just because you have a stride that can copy your heart ability. Yeah, but that that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what makes me mad about Crystal Luster and Chain Ranker, is that just every other deck just gets to do it you know like they just get to go because they have chain ranker and crystal luster yeah and then and then randomly uh narakami can do it because of stunverse yeah it's like getting out of the way yeah now here's the thing here's the thing this card is crazy this card is cool this card is important what am i looking at i don't know why we didn't get a crystal luster copy you know what is, what is that? I, I, um, uh, Golden Dragon, Rambent Dragon was our premium collection 2020 stride. Oh, the one that's draw two, call two, right? Yeah, yeah. That card's this card's good. This card is very good, and I and I 
I am so glad that Gold Paladin has access to this. This is a godsend in the Mega Colony matchup because you can just bot deck rested rear guards. Oh yeah, no, that was that was Richard's only recourse against me when I was playing that deck over there because like you can't call from anywhere except hand. So he's like, fuck so it. So you just call from hand. It's fine. <laughs> he just calls from hand. Easy. Yeah. Um, but uh, Garm, thanks for thanks for coming on the show um, mm -hmm. again. <laughs> uh, where can people find and follow you? Um, I'm on YouTube and Twitter at Gleaming Garmore, just like uh, just like in this corner right here. If you're watching, if they're listening, they're like, if you're watching, watching, it's in this corner right yeah, here. Yeah, That's the yeah, right yeah. corner. Yeah. Un then, unlike uh, Matt, uh, I have three G's actually. That's true. That's true. <laughs> does, have, does have three D. Uh, I only have two G's and two Z's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. L let me uh, do, do the banner thing. Uh, there that you go. Two G's, two Z's yeah. on Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my name isn't even correlated to my Twitter name. Which okay. is at Plasma Eclipse. He does the arts. And then you can find me at uh, Atlas Novak on Twitter, Instagram, or check out my uh, my other podcast at Generation Dan on Twitter. Uh, new episodes every Thursday. It's Gen X, Y, and Z arguing about X, Y, and Z topics. Uh, and then you can find us at Nexus at Nights on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or if you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. Five bucks a month. You get a whole ass bonus show every week. Uh, yeah, sometimes we have friends on, sometimes crazy stuff like my girlfriend shows up on an episode, I think like three weeks ago at this point. It was me, her, and Rice, which, oh my God, crazy. It's a bizarre trio. It, it was a very bizarre trio. It was the week where I was like, it's my fault. I'll make up for it. And then I, I like, my Bad News Bears team was my girlfriend and Rice. That was the kid on the motorcycle. <laughs> you would, All right. You would, so introduce, you would introduce your girlfriend to Rice? <laughs> I mean, my, my girlfriend was the girl on the team. It was, like, really good. Anyway, uh, until the, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And I'm Amy. And have a good night, everybody.